Today's episode is going to be our Mother's Day special. Welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. My name is Tina Mason, and Laura and I challenge you to join us in believing in your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is, you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, who said you have to? So, Laura. Yes. What are we talking about today? Today we have had our children formulate a couple questions to ask us what they want to know about their mummies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have with us today, we have Emma. One, of, one Laura, of the children. Who is Laura's youngest child. And she is actually going to ask her questions to her mother personally. She gets to ask me. Mm-hmm. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma, what is your first question for your mom? What is a regretful decision you made? Oh, that I made as a mother or just as an adult? Just as an adult. As an adult. A regretful decision would have been, wow, this is, that's a hard one. Um, I think not following, actually, no, you know what? No, um, not being more active in my youth. Um, having sort of, uh, I was suffering from some depression at the time. So I let myself sort of go and I wasn't very active, wasn't watching what I'm eating. And I am sort of paying for that now. I'm working on it a lot and I am a lot better. Um, but I think if I knew then what I know now, I would have never stopped. Like they say, a body in motion stays in motion. Um, because I don't regret other decisions like who I married, who I was with, because that got me my beautiful children and put me to where I am in life. I think that the real regretful um, <laughs> the answer to this, you can't say because your daughter is sitting in the room. Uh-oh. So as soon as she leaves, I'll start plugging it. <laughs> and you'll have to tell me too. <laughs> but yeah, just stay more active and just be more aware of my body. Not just so much like dieting or, or looking beautiful. Just being more aware of my body and keeping it moving. So what's your mm-hmm. second question, Emma? What was your favorite hobby as a kid? Ooh, I had lots of little hobbies. My favorite was always uh, with my friends. We would sit down with what was called a tape recorder back then. I don't know if you know what that is. With the tape recorder, and we would make radio shows, and I would be the DJ, and we'd even have jingles and commercials. You were preparing for being a I know, podcaster. A podcaster, or maybe someday a radio DJ. That was one of my one of my dreams, but that was one of my favorite hobbies. And then, uh, of course, show jumping, my horseback riding that I did, um, competing and all that. Um, that was Those were my two favorite things. Awesome. And if anybody would like to come on as a guest and... Ask Laura any mother questions or ask Emma a question about her mother. (laughs) Please feel free to request to be a guest. Emma, what's your third and final question? Were you a picky eater? I was not allowed to be a picky eater. (laughs) (laughs) There was no such thing as picky eater when we were kids. No, you (laughs) ate what was in front of you. One thing that I would refuse to eat and was still forced to eat, and I'll explain that, was lentils. I cannot stand the earthy taste of lentils, and you wouldn't know about it because I have never fed them to you. Because <laughs> she's giving me this look like, what are lentils? Um, it's like, sort of like a bean, but it's not not that great. And I remember one time my mother gave me lentils. It was either for lunch or dinner. I didn't eat them. And I sat at that table for a long time. She put them in the fridge and brought them out the next Mom, day. Little mommy, Lele went mommy dearest on you. <laughs> brought them out the next day. And I got to, yeah, I didn't get to eat another meal until I finished those. So, but as you other dog, we, but they were outside dogs. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's <laughs> what I used to do. Feed them <laughs> under the table. <laughs> I didn't have that lecture. Don't give my, don't give Emma ideas. You think that child doesn't already know? Come on. No, because our, our puppies are very sensitive stomachs, so they would get very sick. So, well, oh, thank, thank you, Emma. Emma. Very good questions to ask about your mommy, and I thank you very much. You're beautiful. Thank you.
So, so Emma's gonna exit here. We might get a little, a little noisy. And so, so we have questions from all our children. And you want me to read yours from from Sydney? Sure. Okay. But before you do, Laura and I are actually drum roll. Uh, Laura and I are actually recording in our new recording studio today. <gasps> Yay! Yay. Whoop, 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 We're still whoop. setting it up and everything, hopefully to go live soon because it's not looking fabulous, but it's working for its purpose. It is working for its <laughs> purpose. If anybody would like to uh, request to be a guest and ask Laura or I uh, any questions about mothers mm -hmm. or if you have a little antidote about your mother, please feel free to request to be a guest. So, awesome. so Tina, these are from your youngest, Sydney. Okay. And as young, she is 21? 21. 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. So favorite memory with your children? Oh, um, I have so many. So uh, when Terry was in Iraq, one of the many, many times, my husband, uh, the girls and I would take road trips. We just, you know, like we'd have a friend that what lived out of town or, and we would just in the middle of the day or, you know, early evening, I'd say, hey, you want to go to Kansas and, you know, see our friend, blah, blah, blah. That's and it'd awesome. be like, you know, seven o'clock at night and it was a nine hour drive and we'd all just pack up and, and go and... That's lovely. Yeah. I, but I wish I could do that now. We would have, or uh, <laughs> when we lived in Washington, uh, we would go up to the top of Mount, well, not top of, but we'd go up to the, <laughs> the top of Old Smoky. The top of, <laughs> the farthest up you could go on Mount Rainier driving, because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like to sweat. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but we would go up there and I just, I love snow. And so we would go up there and just, just hang out. Yeah. That's a beautiful memory. Okay. Next one. One thing you didn't realize motherhood included. <laughs> like uh, batteries not included. <laughs> uh, where shall I begin? Well, I guess because I was never able to talk back to my mother mm -hmm. without severe punishment. Like I was too terrified. I didn't realize that there were children that actually did. <laughs> I could do that. Like they could do that. <laughs> and because I wouldn't hit my children yeah. because of my upbringing, I would just be like, what? Where's the, why? Is there a button here that I have to, to disable this? <laughs> Mute. <laughs> Mute this. So, yeah, I think that that was, um, that was something I wasn't expecting at all. Um, and I, on the other side of it, I did not expect that I could love something so completely. Mm, so, uh, you know, when I, when I had my first child, um, you know, I, it, the, the love I felt for her was so overwhelming. And then when I was pregnant with Sydney, I was like, how can I love another child as much as I love this one? Mm -hmm. And literally uh, it just, you just do, yeah. you know, you don't realize Unconditional, that, I could commit murder. And, yeah. You, you don't realize the capacity that you have mm -hmm. to love. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So I would say that that would be it. Okay. And number three, your proudest moment as a mom. So, um, how do I talk around this properly? <laughs> um, as many people know, uh, my youngest daughter, Sydney, was um, assaulted at school mm -hmm. uh, when she was uh, three days before her 12th birthday. And when I got to the school, uh, my oldest daughter was at her side and I told by the official there mm -hmm. that um, they had to let her in the room because uh, it was either that or they would have to have her arrested because oh she um, basically she was she was going to knock anybody down that tried to stop her from mm -hmm. getting to her sister and go Kayla so that was my proudest probably my proudest moment of Kayla and my proudest moment of Sydney from that same event, mm -hmm. um, watching my very traumatized child uh, go forward and change the bullying laws for an entire nation and uh, make it a safer place for all kids. And I'm extremely proud Those of are both two of amazing, them. Un unfortunate events, but beautiful uh, moment for them to stand up. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What is the difference in raising children versus parenting these adults? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, financially, uh, I 
don't, I can say no a lot easier to them as adults because it's like, you got your own money. Mm-hmm. You, you can you do, do it do yourself. Your you do it yourself. I think that that's the biggest uh, difference. And I don't feel responsible for their future like I did before. Like mm-hmm. if I miss something or yeah. if I don't do something, then you know what I'm yeah. saying? Now it's their path. Now it's their path. I, I like being their friend instead of their disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. That's a, that's a nice relief. It is. It, is. <laughs> it sort of is. So, and then she asked, if you could say anything to past mom, Tina, mm-hmm. what would you say? <sighs> chill out. Mm-hmm. I would say chill. I was an absolute helicopter mom. Yeah. And uh, because of my own upbringing, my own uh, abuse, I just had this thing in my head of like, I wanted to protect them. Mm-hmm. I never want anything bad to happen to them. And I want them to always know that they were loved. And uh, I think my best advice to Tina back then is it's okay. You're going to make mistakes. You're human and flawed mm-hmm. and they have their own path. And don't be so arrogant to believe that anything you do is going to alter who they choose to be because mm-hmm. They're stronger than that. Yeah. So I think that would be a big one as well. (laughs) Just uh, chill out a little bit. I've I've learned it more with my youngest, but my my son endured the the helicopter mom at the time. (laughs) Out of love, of course. Of your love, wanting to keep them safe and protected. If anybody would like to come on as a guest and ask Lauren I any mom questions, or if you have anything that you would like to say to your mother, yeah, or yeah, share an amazing story about your mom, please feel free to request to be a guest. So, Laura, let's go to your oldest, Briar, eighteen-year-old Briar. Uh, so, number one, what was your dream when you grew up? Hmm, I wanted to be uh, in the in like a movie, not necessarily a movie star famous, but I wanted to be able to live off of like singing and acting and, and like all that, that to be your job for that to be my job. I do it on the side now. So I, I guess I am sort of living my dream. I get to, I don't get to do it and get paid for it <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. yet. Um, but I get to do it as a hobby and enjoy it now. Yeah. I was always into just like MI theater, singing, dancing, my little radio DJ it was always just being, um, creative, I guess, in that mm-hmm. aspect. I, I'm not a drawer, you know, creative, creative drawing or creative and writing, um, but I enjoy all that other, awesome. all that other stuff. Yes. All right. So number two, what does it feel like becoming a mother? Well, I, at and first I, it hurt like hell. I was going to say, <laughs> now, is he like specific talking about the birthing, the birthing process? Hurt. Hi. You know, I had, uh, I remember my brother was waiting in the, you know, the waiting room mm-hmm. of the, back in the hospital. And he's like, damn, I could hear you all the way down the hall. <laughs> I was like, well, you come push this sucker out. Let me know how you feel. Yeah, you, you push a watermelon out of a pee hole. Let's yeah. see. And my son was a pretty big baby. Yeah. His dad was really tall. He came out tall. So, um, what does it feel like? Uh, and I what think did it, it feel like becoming a mom? Yes. And I think, uh, at first I was scared shitless. Yeah. I had, I didn't have, um, a lot of friends with kids. I had my first at 30. I was 30 when I had my son. Um, I wasn't even planning on having kids when I turned 30, I changed my mind and I had never changed a diaper. Wow. I had never bathed a baby. I had never, I had never done any of that. Wow. And I, it was, and they didn't come with a manual. Unfortunately, no. They do not. <laughs> so it was terrifying. And, um, you know, is, is he hungry? Is he, th- what, what do you need? Talk to me. You know, <laughs> uh, it was very terrifying, but at the, at the, of course, the pro side of that is like you said earlier, just that overwhelming love of, I will lay my life down for this child and I will do anything. whatever it takes. And I to have done. And I mean, I believe I have <laughs> everything I can to have, uh, him had a happy life. I hope. Yeah. Well, that's just my hope. we can only do what we can do. What we do and what we thought we were doing, right? You know? Yeah. So, and this, this will tell all of you everything you need to know about Briar. <laughs> Number three, what age did you realize life was getting real? See, mine started young. 
mine started young because when we moved, uh, when we, when I lived in the States as a child, we were, we were pretty wealthy. We had a very, very comfortable life. And then my family, my dad moved us all back to his home, to my mom's home, to Argentina. And we were, we were slumming it. Yeah. And, um, my parents didn't hide any of that from us, right? And there was right. no way of hiding it, right? right? You're getting evicted from one place and no electricity and no water and, and no, no food heat and, and no food. Um, life got real there. It was like, oh yeah. shit, you know, it's not all pretty, you know, my, my children, luckily blessed, you know, that we have had a, a decent mid, you know, middle, whatever you call it, middle the class middle class life. And we haven't knocked food or, you know, all the other, the basic needs. Right. So at probably about age 14, I was like, life and life is, life is shit. I mean, not, not that it is shit, but life can be shitty and you got to work hard to, to dig out of it. Yeah. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely and, true. And then I moved out on my own probably at age 19 and, um, have been self-sufficient since then. You know, I had my own job. I got my own apartment and, and there I am. And here we are. And here I am. So, uh, Laura, let's see. Oh, yeah. that was Briar's last question. That was us, Briar. Yeah. He's not a man of many words. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next we'll go to my to oldest. Miss Kayla. She's got some pretty good questions here. So what is something that I'm interested in now that you thought I'd like as a child? So, Kayla has always uh, had this kindred spirit with animals. Mm. And from, I mean, even as a baby, she enchanted. We had two cats. And we had one cat that, he was just an asshole. You know, I mean, really, honestly, <laughs> he, was just, he was just an asshole. And I tell you what, we brought, we were, that was the one we were worried about when we brought her home. Mm -hmm. And she just enchanted him and he would lay right next to her every moment and if you know you go to pick her up he'd swat at you it was like that was that was his no, baby no. Mm -hmm. and you can't touch it and you know Kayla now is a dog groomer yeah and she has kind of kept that line of and she has three cats and a dog and, and now she has a dog that's an ass <laughs> now she has a dog that's an ass although my oldest son sort of similar right with the with the animals oh Kayla's dog hates me with a passion and loves Briar. and just jumps into Briar's lap. I'm like, seriously, <laughs> right? I want to pet you, Tank. <laughs> so anyway, fearless year. So was that you? You you knew she'd grow up. I, doing I something? figured she would end up doing something with animals. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, and then she's got the yeah, the cat with the Egyptian. Cats yeah, she's and... very into the Egyptian cat goddess Basket mm -hmm. and. Or Bastet. 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 Okay, Bastet. Yeah. Um, but she's very, very drawn to that uh, cat goddess. And she's, she's, a, she's a meow. She's a meow. She's a kitty cat. She's always had a, I mean, she's always loved animals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she used to barrel race, uh, horseback ride, mm -hmm. uh, all of that. And, but cats have always been kind of that constant draw for her. Awesome. And I wonder if it was that, that cat, like, ingrained on, you know, imprinted mm -hmm. on imprinted her. Imprinted on her. When she was little, oh, if anybody would, some quantum hypnosis on that, there you go. If anybody would like to uh, request to be a guest and ask us any questions or share something about your mother, yes. please feel free. Okay. And what is the most, this is from Kayla. What is the most annoying thing that I do on a regular basis? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Kayla, um, something happened when she was little that it broke her, I can hear that my voice is getting really loud. Oh. And <laughs> so, so, and she's not angry or upset or anything else. It's just the, no she, inside has, voice. she has no volume control. She has an inside voice. She okay. just, she just can't maintain it. Like, okay. She goes from, um, inside voice to stadium voice in like three <laughs> seconds. And the thing is, she doesn't even realize yeah, like, it. No. And because we, uh, you know, we have neighbors that live above us, you know, like your family, <laughs> uh, you know, when it's later in the evenings and stuff and I'll be like, Hey, shh, you know, and it, and she doesn't do it on purpose. It's just, that's, that's her that control. That, that volume. control, that yeah. volume button. I always say for, for Lance, I'm like, dude, you don't have an inside voice. Although I'm just going to bring gonna, it down. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just like, bring it down. Inside voice. I don't think I ever hear Lance. I don't ever hear, I very rarely hear voices yeah. from upstairs. Um, to me, it's loud. 
But <laughs> so last night, I'm just going to tell a little mom story here about Kayla. Kayla, if you're listening. Uh, so she had this like popsicle thing and I was, and I'd never had them. They're like fruit puree and then they freeze them. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to go get a whole one because if I didn't like it, I didn't yeah. want to waste it. So I said, I said, can I have, uh, can I try it? And she's like, Ooh, no. Oh. And I was like, what do you mean? No. And I thought she was joking. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, mom, that's gross. And I was like, I'll just, how about just like a break, little corner, like, you know, cut a little piece. Yeah. She's like, mom, ooh. And I was like, I used to feed them to you all the time when you were little. You don't, mom, can I have a bite? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, and that was gross. I should have never done that. <laughs> I was like, what? She's 26 years old and went to share with her mother. Shame. Um, I know. She eventually did, though. Yeah, okay. Hello, amazing listeners. Sorry for the interruption, but Laura and I wanted to ask for your help. There is this cool program that we use called Patreon. When you sign up for Patreon under Who Said You Have To, you will get exclusive gifts from Tina and me. For as little as $5 a month, you can get bonus content, live videos with Laura and me, which coffee and wine. (laughs) Fully clothed. (laughs) As well as an awesome Who Said You Have To sticker. Another way to help us is to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Reviews are how we grow our listenership. Laura and I love doing this podcast and we truly appreciate all of your support. Now back to the show. So uh, why did you want to have children? Oh, so this one's a little bit more emotional. Okay. Um, so as m- most people know, uh, I was raised in a, uh, the worst possible scenario, uh, possible that you could and still survive. And mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes I think the kids that died got out easier than I did, you know? Um, and I don't, you know, I don't shy away from talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm spent many years being ashamed of it. Uh, but as an adult and a healer, I realized through all of the work that I've done, um, and inner child work with you and, and other things that I was an innocent child and it, none of it was my fault. Mm-hmm. But during that time frame, that, that childhood, I never, uh, I, I had never experienced unconditional love. I had no family per se. Like, I mean, I lived in a house with my family, family. but, but the, it I wasn't, feel like it. it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't what I believed a family and I was correct, mm-hmm. but, um, I always wanted to have my own family where I could do the opposite that I, could, um, love these kids and that I could, that they would love me back. Mm-hmm. And, Break that generational. Uh, right. and, and it wasn't, you know, as a child, I didn't understand that it was to break the generational um, abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, now I do, but my divine knew mm-hmm. that I needed to find a way to break that. Yeah. So it was, um, it was just knowing that I wanted to create life and not hurt it, but nurture it and help it to help my children to desire to bring light to the world, mm-hmm. you know, make it a better place. A better place. So that's, that was probably the, I wanted 10 children <gasps> and my husband did not. <laughs> and my body uh, did not. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I have uh, two beautiful living girls and I have a middle daughter, Faith, who passed away uh, shortly after birth. And, that's all my body would agree to bring onto this earth. But, mm-hmm. but I would have, I would have gladly. You would have kept going. Oh, I would have. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Kayla. What is one fear you had for me as a child? And did that fear happen? So, uh, the answer is yes, that fear did happen. Um, the fear was that, uh, that someone that I would not be able to protect her from being hurt whether it be emotional physical or spiritual Mm -hmm. the fear was that i wouldn't be enough to protect her and what i didn't understand at the time was that it wasn't my place to protect her it was my place to teach her to be strong Mm -hmm. and how to have self-worth and self-love and that there's no way i could have protected her from, I mean, every human on this earth, nor am I supposed to, 
nor am I supposed to. And so uh, that was my greatest fear that people would hurt my children and I wouldn't be able to stop it. And I, that fear was, <laughs> did come true, but being the strong, badass bitches they are, they survived it mm -hmm. and thrived. Yeah. So. And you realized it wasn't your job as a mother to stop it. Although yeah. we want, we want to, to be able to have cover them in the wings, right? And protect yes. them from any pain, but it's not our job. Well, and if we do that too much when they're younger, then when they hit adult, they have no skills. They have no skills. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And Kayla's last question. What is one hope you had for me as a child? And did that hope come true? So my hope for Kayla when she was little was she was always so talented. She's the most beautiful singing voice. I mean, like she sings like an angel mm -hmm. and she just has always been such a soft hearted, kind, loving human. And my hope for her was that she would find a mate that a life partner that would cherish that. And, uh, as you know, she recently got out of a six-year relationship with a narcissist. So obviously that hope that did not happen. <laughs> um, but she's young. She's 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And she does have a man friend right now. Oh, wow. who, a man friend. Who um, <laughs> is very, he's very kind and very loving to her. And he is very, um, it's not all about him. And he doesn't degrade her or embarrass her or make her feel bad about mm -hmm. herself, you know, and he just shares, uh, positive loving things with her. He accepts her as she is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He loves her exactly. Well, I shouldn't say love cause I don't think it's to that point yeah. yet, but he cares for her for the human that she is. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that's what I hope for, for her is that friends, mates, whatever it is that people uh, love her for just that beautiful soul within her that she is. Mm -hmm. Cause she's a, she's a pretty beautiful human. You know, she, uh, they, they all are. All four yeah. My hope for all my kids is, um, they find self love early on in life. Yes. Unlike myself that I took a few years <laughs> to find it. Gee, I think I was 48. <laughs> took me a few years and I hope they find that. And, uh, I know the fears I have is, you know, always my, my son is very vocal no. and likes to speak his truth Rare. regardless no. of who is there. And I'm always afraid that mouth is going to get him in trouble. But again, <laughs> that's his choice. Right. And so I always try to advise him, you know, make sure whatever, whatever you're doing, whether it is words, actions, that it's worth it. Yeah. That, you know, cause he, he, young kid, he's like, Oh, I'll just, pop his ass, you know, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, that, that comes with consequences and it's worth it. You know, somebody's attacking your sister. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. Beat him down. Kill him. Kill yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, somebody said a bad word to you, let it go, you let know, type go. thing. And just being aware of, um, and conscious of consequences. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, we all strive to our freedom and all that. There are still laws that we have to abide yeah. to recognize consequences in life. Uh, choose wisely and love themselves above anything. You know, we did a podcast about um, can someone else fulfill all your needs? And we said, no, no. you know, it's the self love. The, the only person who can fulfill all your needs is you. Is yourself. So yeah. I hope they find that before they find a long-term partner right. mate um, so that they can love them wholly and have a what beautiful relationship. What are you talking about? Prior, Prior's last girlfriend was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> They had a, uh, a rocky relationship, if you want to call it that. And yeah, so luckily he's, he's, he stayed single for a while. Yeah. So I'm hoping he's, he's finding that self-love. So we wanted to end the podcast with, when I say end, we're not ending just yet, but we wanted to talk about uh, the original mother mm -hmm. and for some that is uh, Mother Mary, mm -hmm. right? Some and is Mother and Earth. Some it is Mother Earth, some it is Heavenly Mother. Mm -hmm. And so um, whatever that means in a spiritual sense to you, we're just going to use the word mother. And then it, you just, whatever it means to you, please feel free to just kind of adapt it to what you feel. Mm -hmm. So and I have a question too. I'm done. You have a question to mother or me? Uh, no, for both of us. Okay. Well, let's do that one first. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to, so, um, 
and I know it'll be emotional for you because <laughs> I know there's not kind, loving things you would like to say to your mother, but if you had your mother in front of you right now, what could you or would you say to her? What would I want to say to her? Mm -hmm. Good or bad? Just uh, If my mother was in front of me right now, because you're a different human, a different I, person. Absolutely. So am I, you're talking about like, what would I say now? Uh -huh. like now, now is where you are at this moment. Now. I think I would say, I forgive you. And I would also say, you didn't break me. And I'm proud of the human I became. Awesome. And then I tell her to get the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries. Yeah, you were not inviting her over for Mother's Day no, lunch. No, no. This would need to be in a public place. <laughs> but you have reached a point where you. Yeah, I have. Um, I have forgiven her because, as we know, forgiveness isn't for them; mm -hmm. it is for ourselves. For and until I could reach a space of forgiveness, uh, that control mm -hmm. she still had that control over yeah. me, and. I don't choose that. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't know if I was that. talking to you or, or one of your girls the other day when, um, and I don't remember how it came up, but it was sort of like, you know, how did she grow up? What did she have a she, similar? She, no, that's no. A, that's the interesting thing. Okay. My, uh, my grandmother, her mother, uh, was a beautiful, amazing human. Um, she used to, you know, my mother's English. Mm -hmm. And so during, uh, world war two, when the Nazis were bombing England and mm -hmm. everything, my grandmother would go out into the fields and she would collect parachutes and make jackets for kids in the neighborhood who couldn't, oh, wow. who couldn't afford them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the wool blankets that would get left behind, she'd make socks for kids, for their kids in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, she was just, she was a beautiful, beautiful, loving, kind human. And, my mom hated her too, so I think that that was maybe part of the issue. Is mm -hmm. I was so much. Um, my grandmother had very amazing, energetic gifts, and my grandfather. My mom was the apple of his eye, mm -hmm. and uh, with my mother, I almost wonder if it was more a matter of that my grandfather uh, indulged her so much that uh, she just she grew up believing that she deserved anything she wanted mm -hmm. and she would take that at whatever you know if it was someone's husband if it was someone's property she didn't care you know she yeah. just took what whatever it was that she felt she wanted yeah. she would take because usually when you see that abuse it's it's usually passed down it's generational right yeah so yeah i don't um there trust me she would have told me all about it if she was abused <laughs> she would have told she me sure that. um you know i mean she told me how much she hated her mother because her mother would make her wear dresses or because <laughs> you know um she would make her brush her hair or you know i'm like oh, let's see you used to sell me to men yeah huh. oh, okay i'd rather I'll brush my hair okay? i'll brush my hair <laughs> yeah so anyways but um so laura same same question. Same what would question. I say to my mother? What would you, yeah, if your mom, if Lele, who is actually visiting right now and is mm -hmm. wonderful, uh, we tried to work it out that Lele would actually be here yeah. uh, to record with us. And we're going to, for a Patreon episode, we are actually going to uh, beg her yes. to, <laughs> to do a, um, a mother's, mother's episode. What would I say to her? I would say that I hope she finds her self-love. Yes and self-peace within she is the you know if i'm a warrior and is in w-o-o-w-o-r-r-i-e-r -R -R -E not warrior <laughs> she is the the queen of it right she worries about everything everybody you know and except herself except herself. right and she worries about my son and she's caught you know from texas she'll be calling me and she'll be like where's briar you know i have my find my friends and he's not at home and we're you know i'm like he's yeah. 18 he's an adult i can't do anything <laughs> you know, and uh, just constantly worrying for others. And um, actually, just today, I told her, I was like, what has 74 years of worrying got you? Yeah. Did you save any of these people? She looks great for 74. I didn't, or, yeah, she looks I didn't realize that yeah, she was, I, I hope, thought she was in her 60s. Yeah, I hope I look, I hope I look like good when I get that age. Layla, you're hot. <laughs> she's, she's single, too. Yes. Request she, to be a guest and we'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, so just... Enjoy, enjoy your lifestyle, worrying about others, relax, 
smell the coffee, smell the roses, and, um, you know, life takes care of itself. Yeah. And we all have our own path. She, yeah. she really wants um, to show that she cares by telling you, you know, how she's like, do this because that's going to work, right? As my mother's intuition, that is going to work, <laughs> right? And uh, She's having a little trouble with the free will part of it. Yes. Yeah. And so just let everybody walk their path. And, you know, if, if my son is meant to, you know, get hurt because of a choice he made, that's his path that he chose. Or if my daughter, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, yeah. she's, she's constantly concerned about everybody. She's so an just, amazing human though. She's beautiful. She's, and she, she was a hard, tough cookie. She raised us all, you know, and, and she fought it out. She was there. She was boiling water for us to take showers when we were, you know, in Argentina because we didn't have hot water and, you know, um, so she provided greatly. Yeah. Um, she had everything she, in her power to make it as comfortable as, as comfortable as a mother, but we could, you know, it was always that trying to control and being that helicopter mom as well. Like yeah. making sure everybody was safe. So just so Laura, relax. yeah. Now I get to ask you a question. Oh, bite me. <laughs> If my mother mm -hmm. was sitting right here, mm -hmm. what would you say to her? What would I tell her? I would tell her she's a sorry human. <laughs> <laughs> she's a sorry excuse for a human because I don't know her shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know her or anything either. I would, I would probably tell her stuff to, uh, like, you know, you thought you were going to bring her down and make her a sorry human and a, just a you know, whatever you saw in her and she's kicking ass, you know, <laughs> yeah. she's a powerful woman. She has so much love from her family, from her friends and she's building and creating and you didn't, not you. I, I don't know what her objective was, you know, with all of that, if it was to squash you or it was just more her own self-hatred, you know, that's what I think. I think it was her own um, self-hatred, you know, you didn't succeed at whatever it was you were trying to do. Yeah. You raised a beautiful human being who is kind and is nowhere near you. And as much as she can forgive you and I can forgive you for your, um, your actions, can you forgive yourself? Oof. <laughs> yeah. She's very Catholic. I doubt it. <laughs> so if your mom yeah, is sitting now right the other here, way. Yeah. I would say Lele. Make sure you tell your daughter every day how proud you are of the woman she has become, of the mother she is. And because, uh, you know, I, I know Lele, and, <laughs> and I know she's got the helicopter mom thing going on, yeah. and that's where I would probably, like, my come from would be, would be one helicopter mom to the other. <laughs> um, I didn't tell my children enough how proud I was of their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent too much time worrying about them not achieving what they wanted and, and thinking that somehow, some way I knew, yes. um, the best way for them to accomplish what they wanted, you know? And because as a mom, we think, well, we know our child better than, mm -hmm. than they know themselves. Well, no, we don't. No, no not even close. Uh, if there's anybody who would like to come on as a guest, please feel free to mm -hmm. request. We would love, 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 love for you to come on and talk about yourself as a mother or talk about your mother. Mm -hmm. uh, I, as you can see, Laura and I have, um, we, I think we've covered, covered the gamut between, <laughs> um, you know, a, a loving, caring mother and a, uh, what do they call it? Monster-in-law. <laughs> I'll just take the in-law off. Yes. Um, but, and, and honestly, I don't see my mother as a monster. I see her as a, and, you know, I don't call humans broken or damaged mm -hmm. uh, because I don't believe, you know, items get damaged, cars get broken, uh, humans are not damaged or broken. Um, I think that uh, her psyche, her... Uh, she obviously was had some kind of mental illness. There's no way she can do what she no did. Are, no without, are, yeah, no or buts. Um, and, you know, I normally... Uh, always see trauma as you know in in what i do obviously mm -hmm. be working in trauma uh i always 
it is very rare for me to see somebody who has the mental disorders that my mother has that hasn't been abused, but it is, but it happens. Mm -hmm. It is sometimes there is just uh, something going on within them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But what I would like to talk about next is I would like to talk about the mother I do appreciate, the mother uh, who was there for me Mm -hmm. when I was a child. And uh, I referred to her as heavenly, my heavenly mother. And I remember times where the, the worst of times that whether it was my child mind fracturing or my child mind imagining, or this actually to me, I believe it actually happened, Mm -hmm. but I can remember, um, at the very worst, worst times, it was like, um, she wanted to distract me from what was happening to my body. Mm-hmm. And I can literally remember going into this garden where there was this beautiful old woman and she was always dressed in these beautiful, like flowy robes. And she had long brown curly hair and the, just the biggest, beautiful blue eyes. And every time I would like, just kind of pop in mm-hmm. to this garden, if you will, and she would turn around and see me and it light, it was like, there was this gold light around her all the time, which was like just pure love. Mm-hmm. And every time she would, she would, you know, turn around and that dress would swirl around, <laughs> you know, and it like, swish, you know, yeah. and she would see me and she said, there's my girl. And I would run to her and she would pick me up and hold me. And, you know, she would take me all around the garden and, she would, she would teach me my colors and she would say, what color is this flower? And what mm-hmm. color is this flower? And isn't this one beautiful? And, um, there was this like golden river that went through, uh, her garden and it, I could put my hand in it and I could feel it was wet. Mm-hmm. But then when I pulled my hand out, my hand wasn't wet and it like this, yeah, yeah. like sparkles in it mm-hmm. and stuff. And it was so beautiful. And then when everything was all over and done with on earth, you know, like mm-hmm. on with my body, um, she would just say, I love you and I'm so proud of you and you're so strong. And, you know, and then I would just be kind of back in my body. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a hard choice. Like, oof. Well, I didn't want to. I think at that time I was so young that they could you force me yeah. to go back. Because yeah, I didn't want to. You want to, you'd want to. I'd want to stay. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had a harder time. I actually have a harder time now as an adult mm-hmm. staying in the, like an earthly space than I did as a child. Because as a child, it's like you have no concept of time. Yeah. And so you, in your mind, you're just going to go back for like three minutes and then you're going to be back, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. No, it was, um, that's the gratitude that I feel. That's literally what got me through my childhood was that distraction. Yeah. And it was the gratitude and the love that I have for that being, whoever it is, mm-hmm. uh, is eternal. Yeah. Yeah. I grew uh, growing up as I've talked about before Catholic. Yes. And um, they're really, they don't ever talk about a, you know, God's wife, if you want to call it yeah. or, or mother earth for sure. They do not talk about that. They right. do talk a lot about, you know, Jesus's mother, mother Mary. Right? right. And so that was the Catholic thing. And it was always mother Mary, but I, uh, thinking about that always made me sad because I was like, okay, she knew her son was, um, you know, going to be the, what he was. And was she knew he would, you know, the, what was going to happen to him and then seeing him die on the cross and, and having Ooh. to bury your son. And, How horrible. Yeah. and I can't even imagine, for, uh, you know, so, so my ideas always of a heavenly mother was always very sad. Yeah. It wasn't a be- I mean, it's a beautiful thing because she was there as a mother and the love she had for him oh, and but for her. The, the trauma she went the through as a mom. Went yeah. through, you know, and watching like the Passion of the Christ, for example, like I I already knew what was going to happen to Jesus, right? So it was still gruesome and horrible. But I, I for some reason, when I watched that movie, I focused in on the mom. I was like, that yeah. poor mother. She stood there with him, right? As he's. Yeah as he's up on that cross and she's watching him. And it was like, that was heartbreaking to me yeah. as a mother. And it just showed, you know, like that unconditional love. Cause you know, if, if they were going to come, God was going to come down to me and say, Hey, you're going to have a child and he's going to die for the world. I'd be like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why are you going to kill my son uh, to, to save the world? Yeah. Right. 
Um, that sacrifice had to have been uh, so absolutely intense and whew, mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine yeah. because I mean I've lost a child you know yes. and uh, I think sometimes I think even now it's been she would be this year she would be 23 mm-hmm. and I still am not quote, over it, yeah. you know what I mean? I can't imagine how. She yeah. made me a better person because, you know, uh, I wanted to be with her someday, you know, mm-hmm. and so she made me a better human, but I just I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and then after meeting you and talking about, uh, you know, quote, mother in heaven um, and that she's a badass, right? She is. And she's a warrior. <laughs> and she's a warrior, and I am of that warrior line. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to follow in your footsteps, lady. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, you have uh, one of the most, I think, like the second most famous mother, mm-hmm. um, other than Mother Mary or Heavenly Mother, is Mother Teresa. Yeah. And now you want to talk about a badass bitch. Oh, wow. That lady. Yeah. Whew. I mean, I'm, I'm goosebumps. Yeah, they talked about her a lot, um, of course, in our Catholic school. It was always Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa. She's a saint, you know, and, and she was, wow. She, yeah, she... Selfless. So selfless. You know, it is um, it is amazing to me the, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm not picking on Catholics by no. any means, <laughs> but you have, you know, you have your Pope who is, he, he has the, the fine um, robes and he has, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's ushered Surrounded around. Surrounded by gold. And, well, he's, <laughs> he has his private plane and he has all of, you know what I mean? And then you have Mother Teresa who is, you know, cause you know, and the whole thing is that women are weaker, right? Mm-hmm. He's surrounded by bodyguards and all of this stuff. And then you have this little woman mm-hmm. who is going into war, uh, war, war zones, war zones in foreign countries doesn't know the language and going up to these like you know these uh, militants and being like just putting her hand out and touching them and saying okay let's stop that now mm-hmm. and they did and I love you and, and I love you and let's not do this mm-hmm. let's stop killing and she did that with a bunch of little kids running around her you yeah. know what I mean not bodyguards yeah. and that that to me that embodies a mom mm-hmm. of to protect our children. We do, uh, we have to, sometimes we put ourselves in danger to protect them because we want their safety, Yeah, you know? And it's just, I think that that is, uh, I've always, I always wanted to be a mom. And I, it is one of the greatest joys of my entire lifetime is, I mean, I love my husband and being a <laughs> wife, just in case you're listening, Terry. It's a different love. <laughs> but, um. It's unconditional. If I, if I could have only picked one thing on this earth uh, to be to be it would have been a wife and a mother like that's I, I want and you did it I you wanted more it. obviously <laughs> yes. but, but yeah so yeah. and on, on a lighter note let's, besides your mom <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just X day that one out right mommy dearest Whew. you remember that movie yeah, I used to watch that movie as a kid over and over. Don't ask me why, but I would watch it. Really? And yes, and and my mother would let me watch it. <laughs> she might let me watch it to be like, see, see, I'm not that I'm bad. Not that bad. <laughs> well, I used to watch it and be like, "What's that little girl whining about? That's nothing, <laughs> right?" For, for you, yeah, but for me, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then, you know, and then when she grew up and and wrote her book and and telling all the stories. You know, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, I look back on that and I'm like, okay, so sometimes when we have trauma, we imagine it and our brain changes it like totally, like mm-hmm. that's not actually what happened. So I'm like, you know, did all those things really happen to this woman? Did she actually do all that? Cause of course, Joan Crawford came out and she's like, I didn't do all that, you know? Yeah. Um, well, but Joan Crawford wouldn't have said Nobody's going to admit. Who's going to admit to that? Nobody's going to admit. Ask, it, ask my mom if she did. But see, but the other siblings all say no. You know, we never experienced that. Was it, but in your house, it was just you as well. Yeah, I was going to say, brother, my siblings would tell you it didn't happen That too. it didn't happen. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's yeah. insane. And sometimes the sad part about it is sometimes not like for me for mm-hmm. years, I minimized it Yeah, and was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. 
and um, you know, just here recently, you know, and I've discussed this, mm -hmm. is I, I realized that it was that bad. It was as bad as it gets mm -hmm. and still live. And uh, by minimizing it, minimizing what happened, I was minimizing myself. Yeah. So yeah, I remember I had a friend in Argentina as well. Her, she was, we were probably 16, 17. And that was like a literal cinder. It was her stepmother. Mm -hmm. And she was the most evil bitch. Oh yeah. my God. They, they had her as their maid, literally. Yeah. She was and a total Cinderella. I wasn't so mad at the stepmom because I was like, you're just a bitch. Right. I was mad at her father for allowing, it. allowing that. Right. And, and in my situation, part of the time it was my stepfather. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he died when I was 12. And then any barrier that I had with him, with him. because he actually did absolutely hell, mm -hmm. you know, um, I guess she didn't want him to see the full monster, yeah. you know, it was when he died that it definitely got worse. But anyways, uh, on a lighter uh, note, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would like to call in and tell us a beautiful story about your mother, uh, we would love to have you call in, yes. I, I call in request, request to be a guest. To be a guest if not, yeah. So, but we're going to, we would like to salute all the moms out there. You're all, you're all doing it. Yeah. Like we said, with none of these children come with a manual and this world is getting so ugly out there and yeah. hard. And we're all still trying to raise beautiful, loving, kind humans. Yeah. Um, in spite, you know, social media is telling them to, to, to be, I don't know. I think it's leading them down a, an ugly path and we're here to try and do our best. Yeah. And, uh, cut yourself a break. You know, mm -hmm. don't uh, be so hard on yourself because honestly, we do the best we can. We instill what we can and anything that your children do, uh, try to remember it's not a quote reflection on you because their path may be different than yours and they may see the world differently than you. We instill in our children kindness and love and everything above and beyond that is their path and has nothing to do with you. So don't take responsibility for things that aren't yours mm -hmm. and allow them to be who they choose to be. That yeah, is the, the greatest gift as a mom you can give your children. Yeah. To allow them and to be supportive. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're, you're there every, every day going, Oh, you're amazing. But it's like, you know, I support you in your path and I'll be here if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> type if, thing. <laughs> if my girls say, you know, I want to blah, 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 blah. And you know, I'll say, you know what, that's not something that I myself would want, or, you know, these are the things that concern me about that. Mm -hmm. But if that's what you choose, I love you and I'm going to support you, whatever you choose to do, mm -hmm. as long as it's not like obviously hurting another human yes, or, you know, <laughs> damaging to themselves, um, you know, so, but greatest joy in life uh, for me was, is being a mom. Yes. So it's an unconditional, beautiful love. Scary as hell. Yes. So, <laughs> but but we, beautiful. We salute all mothers out there. And yes. We uh, want you to remember everyone, not just mothers, you're loved exactly as you are. Peace. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at whosaidyouhavetou at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. And also, please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. We encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, Who, who Said You Have, have To? to?